Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station and at seattlesports.com. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine Electronics, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome hour to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710 and the Seattle Sports app. So ch- check this out, Joey. This, this is a new Prince of Wales sport fishing. Have you ever heard of this outfit? Nope. I'd, it's, they offer guided fishing charters in Craig, Alaska, large and small, fully guided fishing charters. Hmm. Prin- Prince of Wales sport fishing. Sounds awesome. Who could this be? Is, could, this, could this be... Oh, Rob Ensley. Rob Ensley. Hey, good morning, guys. You hey, got there, a... there is there is another location in, in Alaska other than Sitka. I know it's hard to believe, but hmm. there is another another place to go fishing a little bit further south. And I really wish some of those folks up in Sitka would send some fish this way. It would be really <laughs> nice if you could put out the, the memo. That would be great. Um, so. Some of those I looked at this morning in my freezer. Which, but there's there's definitely he looks at him before he. I, he's I do. I before I do he the show. Just, yes, I do. He goes out and checks on. There's, him. That's not is weird. Freezer in the bedroom. He's it's, such a maybe. He is such a maybe. fish nerd, that's, dude. There's more of a dorm free dorm free freezer in in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So it, oh, it, yeah. it's okay. It's all right. It kicks on okay. and off. It kind of wakes you up a little bit. Website looks mm-hmm. good, Robbo. It does man? You yeah. Clean that thing up. So speaking of cleaned oh, up. Thanks. Yeah. Are, are yeah. you uh, are yeah. you are you cleaned up for your day off? Are you like is there was there a shower? Uh, we're doing change over day. Nicole just uh, left with one group of guests, and uh, yeah, we're just turning guests over this morning, and then we got another big group coming in this afternoon. Uh, yeah, we're cranking away here. We just came off a nice uh, three four day storm here uh, that had us all hiding in the islands, but now the weather's going to get you know decent again, and and uh, hopefully the fleet can spread out and, and we'll find some fish out there. But that's what's going on here. Um, I was listening to your rockfish, some of your rockfish stuff earlier, um, which was always fun. I mean, gosh, getting into those black sea bass and link cod. So when you get into one of those just white hot bites, you know, off the coast, um, God, that's fun. We had one of those a couple of weeks ago here. We're just, I think in one drift, we got like 20 sea bass in one drift, you know. And, and so oh. tell me about, tell me about your experience with that, that Puget Pounder prototype jig rod, because Joey and I had. Yeah. Yeah, a ball with them, and and I never had an issue with any of them. Dude. I like I liked them better than the those little rods. I do too. Had been using no, the little yeah. short. No, they're cool, and, and you you switch the handles out on them. Yeah, and they're just a, they're an awesome little rod. Uh, the one thing about those, you know, we call them sea bass. They're black rock fish. Sure. But one thing about them, though, most of the time they just eat everything. But there are times, and people need to know this. Well, they just will not hit. They won't. They just will not hit. And that's when you're like your Westport charters, Mark Coleman's, and some of the big boats out there. They bring live anchovies. And they fish live anchovies for them or little tiny shrimp flies. Uh, Sometimes I'll rig up little hoochies and clip them on uh, up to the top of my shock leader if they won't hit the the little jigs. A lot of times they chase the jigs and they won't hit them, but they'll hit that little hoochie. Or even just a little shrimp fly. Uh, You can get shrimp flies at Sportco Outdoor Emporium all over the place. Uh, Clip one of those on there. And uh, and they'll hit those things, but uh, well, and, and they can al- be frustrating sometimes. Also, I I notice when we, when you have like five or six guys on the boat, 
There will mm-hmm. be one of those Puget Pounders, a certain color or, you know, yeah. a color yeah. and a size. You drop it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that rod, you know. Hammer, it, hammer, 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 And it could be the hammer, worst hammer, hammer, fisherman yes. on the boat. Absolutely. You know? yes. But that rod will continually yeah. get bit. Yeah. Every time. Oh, for sure. And that's and, just, and, the, and you know, even... they're just keyed into that color, particular color or size. For sure. For me, in shallow water, you know, if those if those black rock fish are in shallow, blue and silver always seems to be the best for me. And then I fish all the, the glows and the whites and all that stuff offshore on the deep pinnacles. But in that, in shallow, I've got a whole box full of those blue and blue and silver ones. Um, they just flash. They do really good in shallow water. But it's when they're not biting. That's when it's like, okay. And I, I'm never going to confess to be an expert rock, you know, black rock fish uh fisherman but I, we certainly spend enough time doing it um and and you gotta change it up sometimes with those little shrimpy flies and little hoochies and even i, I was talking to mark coleman about this one time I, I we just couldn't get the darn things to bite the whole screen oh just lit up black, yeah yeah and they wouldn't bite so we're reeling up and we got little beads on the top of our of our shock leader well they're chasing the beads and they're hitting the beads and i'm like oh you little sucker so i rigged up a little hook with a bead on it and threw it down we just caught them all at the darn thing oh that's beads. hilarious so, anyway, God, you can't trust them the bottom well, line is you cannot you trust cannot them. Here's, yeah and, and so shifty little buggers so i i had uh i had brock and dory on the boat one day we went and and and, and got a couple kings and and rolled out and dropped on this on this halibut spot that has not been all that for me, right? And so we sat on the pick for three hours and got two links. We did not get a halibut, right? And so, I, I it, so at that point, I'm counting on that black rock spot that we found that that rock that's mm-hmm. got that's surrounded by kelp, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. we went and those guys had more fun at yeah. that at, oh, yeah. because they were grabbing everything that we dropped down to them and and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and so then but then the downside was at the end of the day i had you have to 20 black those. rocks it is a, it is a crowd pleaser though <laughs> it is. It i, is I an love it it's like yes. you know i mean i love all fishing but i really like getting on top of those things and just, well, it's you know it's controlled chaos. And it's dude, non-stop. We, we got to cook your catch option. You know, we took those things to Ramon there in Sitka. Oh, and, so dude, good. they're fresh. They're amazing. Yeah, I, that, I, and the key is fresh. The yes, with black rockfish, yes. is fresh, and they they don't last in the freezer very long. And and we tell all the guests that. Sure enough, they come back the next year. They're like, yeah, gosh, a month later, two months later, they were they get fishy. Um, so you got to eat them right away. You do, they, uh, they but do. luckily, I mean, if you get a limit of them. What's that? Five to seven fish, or what? Three yeah. to seven fish. Call it. You yeah, can five. you can chew through those things pretty quick. Sure. You know, but uh, but they're fun and the links are fun and all that stuff. And I tell you what, we've been relying pretty heavily on that stuff lately right. uh, with this, you know, the series of wind that we've had here the last four or five days. Oh my gosh, uh, we were we were mooching a few days ago in forty knot winds and hooking <laughs> fish like you. It, it was just insane. I had the 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 uh, the kicker motor in full speed reverse holding us and i'd be like i think you got a king on you look back there the king would be jumping like (laughs) (laughs) excuse me sir why is your sinker floating and why is there a fish jumping yeah yeah so what what also uh, what i so i i mean i live on that windy app i i mean the whole time i'm up in sitka and i can't (laughs) help but but look at that coast-wide view and i'm looking down Mm -hmm. off prince wales island while i'm up in sitka and we are dude i have never in my life, my 30 years in Sitka, seen it so flat. 
I mean, for yeah, as well, long as it was. And then you like on the edge of the hearse yes, and then you guys were getting thing. you guys were getting at night in the yeah. ruts. Well, yeah, you, you pull it up right now, and it's just all red. Yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna come down though. I mean, it, you know, I've, of course, we live and die by the windy app and the NOAA forecast, yeah. and then uh, of course I've got the overlay, the weather overlay. On my Lorant. So those three things, uh, we, we live and die by those things. But it's going to come down. we got like it one is. or two more days of wind here, and then it's going to come so, down. But uh, the Windy app, so if, if you're looking for a good weather app, it takes all the buoy data, ship data. Yep. It takes all this data, all the NOAA data, and it compresses it all into a pretty accurate forecast. I mean, it, it's pretty awesome. And so they're not they're not all the same. They're not <laughs> all know, the same. All I, these models. I have models. like three or four yeah. apps on my phone, and you'll go look at one, and you mm-hmm. go look at another, and look at another, and you just kind of kind of find which one is the most consistent. And Wendy seems to be. Wendy seems so. So I was yeah. looking at that when when you and I were down at Buitan last year. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Well, I was in the Queen Charlotte's. So I'm looking at it. While I'm in, in the, we're in the San Juan's mm-hmm. Beach Town. We're looking at it. the whole month. I'm in Sigma. I'm looking at it. And 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 that that Wendy app. Now my only quarrel with it is I will get out of cell range and I'll open up the Wendy. Dang it, right? Mm-hmm. But now, with that serious XM weather, I started looking at it, Robbo, and I also started looking at fish mapping up there, and I'm still mm-hmm. learning about the fish mapping aspects. And there's a, there's, there's a couple things that, that, uh, that I'm going to talk to, to talk to Jeff about with regard to that, especially in the North Pacific. But yeah, how, tell him, how I want to know where the halibut are. Yeah, that, that's probably not going to help you, you a whole bunch. get a satellite bunch. to tell but, us exactly but, where the halibut but, are. But I'll tell you what. Where, the, where I found it interesting was, Robbo, where you found areas of upwelling, you found humpbacks all over the yeah. place. And I was looking at it. When I'd see a yeah. whale, I'd show it. And, and so you could see that mm-hmm. they were in there eating krill and whatnot. And, and so I, I was able to correlate those upwellings with, with a presence of krill and a lot of which. which and, dude, we'd, see, we'd yeah. see Chinook coming by on the anchor, too. For halibut, out, oh, yeah, you know, for out sure. we saw way the yesterday. We, we sat on anchor yesterday and saw some kings swimming by. And, um, but but do you use that, that SiriusXM weather though? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. I run it on my Lowrance. Yeah. I, I use it for the wind overlay mostly. Uh, gotcha. We don't have weather buoys all that close to here. Uh, we have one way south of us and one way up in Sitka, and they kind of have to extrapolate. We're kind of in between, but but no, it, you know, uh, yeah, we we live and die by that stuff every day. And and one thing I was going to mention though that the latest hottest spoon man is that Skinny G herring aid from Gibbs. That thing has just been on fire. And it's got a great color to it, but I think it's the bend also. Um, it's just got a special bend to it. And if, and if you accentuate that bend a little bit, it just goes crazy behind a flasher. And they've been crushing that thing, man. It's a little bigger than what we're used to towing. Uh, of course, the coho killers, you know, they're still the fish magnet. Uh, but I've been towing a coho killer on one side and that, that, uh, that darn skinny G on the other. And the skinny G has been out fishing it, hmm. you know, by far. There's uh, the last few days. There so. was absolutely no question that for the second year in a row, the finish color, the best without question, was herring aid on one side with a white glow back. No, yeah. no matter yeah. Yeah. what yeah. spoon it was. I didn't yeah. even it, fish yeah. bait Dude, when I was up there. I know. This, I ran, which was scary. I ran mm-hmm. yeah. that herring aid coho killer, and I mean, it was deadly. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, to... it, it depends on where we are. I, I sure. run a lot of baits still, but uh, in my shallow little bays, I'm usually running bait. But, man, the last few days, that darn flasher with that, that uh, skinny G has been good. And it just is perfect for a little herring. It just yeah. looks like a little herring, and it just goes ballistic behind that flasher and with so that bend they put in it. The so. other biggie 
for us was that purple haze, almost clear uh, hoochie with a purple ace high fly insert tied mm-hmm. two two flasher links back, dude. Which that, is always yeah. a that's always oh, a go to, dude. It it was yep. especially off mm-hmm. you know, off of the off of the cape and off of Amelia and stuff like yeah. that. But then yeah. we get it got near shore. It was kind of those those herring aid spoons. How do you reconcile yeah. your speed? How do you reconcile your effort if you're if you're fishing a herring on one side and and maybe a flasher on the other? Because I you do that from time to time, well, right? Yeah, but you can do it because spoons have their own action. Yeah. So you can you can tow a flasher. Um, most of these flashers will still spin at two miles an hour, sure. two point one, two point yep. two, and I can tow a herring at that same speed, a whole herring. And so I, you know, on occasion I'll do that. Um, usually I switch them all over. I'll, I'll either fish only herring or only uh, flashers. But a couple of days ago, you know, we, we were going through fish and they just weren't biting. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe we need to check the little one of the little tiny spoons down there and see what happens. Sure enough, we sent the little spoon down and wham, they hit that guy. They just wanted something tiny. Yeah, you know they were following the herring, and they just—it was too big, you know. Um, so then we switched everything over. But yeah, generally I'm like you, Tom. I just run either herring or yeah. or flashers, and, and that's it. So well, and, and we we run uh, a whole herring on one. So you do it almost if if I'm on the boat and I and, and you run a, you run a flasher on the other side because I've seen I, I've seen days and in, in our last day where the bigger fish came on herring and the most yeah. of them came on that spoon. And when you're the way you rig that whole herring, you can tow that thing pretty I mean you can you can, you tow can the rip that thing around. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still got that. So yeah. buddy, good to talk yeah, to you. Sure. Yeah, I um, you don't ever you never call me anymore, Rob. I don't know. <laughs> oh dude. Something about fifteen hour days. Yeah. I, I know. look at my phone, I'm like, no, I'm I'm gonna pass out. I am uh, ready for another one. I, so I, I made I apologize every, guys, but I, uh, we're cranking, man. I we're made every I, I, I made it clear to everybody that I get seven hours in my room alone. Okay. That's yeah. it. I get yeah. I get that. So so I was <laughs> I, yeah. I, I had I had a little bit of rest this time. But the weather, we 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 lucked out on the weather, dude. I don't I mean, there was groups that never saw white cap. A single white cap. It was it was insane. I've never seen the weather like. But I, I hope for yeah. better weather for you. And I know there's I know there's more fish uh, coming your way, and we'll be able to give you the report south of you because uh, uh, talking to uh, the folks at West Coast Resorts, they're, you know they're not seeing peak Chinook opportunity there yet, but they're getting their fish too. You know, so yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, brother. All right. Well, you yeah. stay safe and, right, and, and, and have a great weekend. All right, buddy. You keep in touch. We'll talk to you soon, Robbo. Thank you, guys. Later, right. buddy. Right, great chat with you. All, All right. right. Coming up next, we're critically acclaimed award winning Northwest Outdoor Report presented by Les Schwab Tires right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Welcome to Washington's Free Fishing Weekend. Anglers across the state will be able to fish without a license this weekend, June 11th and 12th, during Washington's annual Free Fishing Weekend event. Residents and non-residents can fish and harvest shellfish across the state on those days, and any water's open to fishing, all without a license. If you ever wanted to try fishing or any of the other unique opportunities Washington offers, Free Fishing Weekend is a perfect time. It's easier than ever to get started fishing. It's also a great time to introduce someone to fishing without the need to buy a license. During Free Fishing Weekend, visitors are, are not required to display a vehicle, vehicle access pass or discover pass or day-use visit to Washington State Park or to lands managed by WDFW. Spring Chinook season is in full swing on the Skycomish, Skagit, and on the Nooksack, where the season has just been extended through the end of the month. But all these fisheries are being challenged by too much of a good thing. High water is normally reserved for fall and winter, but this spring it's a fact of life. The Skycomish reached flood stage, but is quickly dropping and should be very fishable by this weekend. 
For high water kings, focus on reduced current. Slow down your presentation speed and think about reduced water clarity as a substitute for depth. In other words, areas you'd normally rule out may hold a feisty spring chinook if you take time to read the water. From the bank, think about eggs under a float on current seams while boaters can back plugs or run bait, bait divers. When the water comes down, it's time for River Kings. Tulalip Bubble open to salmon fish in the Tulalip Terminal Area, also known as the Bubble, is open and runs through September 5th on a Friday through Monday schedule. The Bubble is described as the waters west of Tulalip Bay within 2,000 feet from shore, from the pilings at Old Bowers Resort to a fishing boundary approximately a mile and a half north of Hermosa. There's a two-fish daily limit, no fin clip restriction, and the two-pole endorsement is allowed. Try silver horde spoons close to the dirt at first light, then head out on the deeper water to target those suspended Chinook. The forecast is up from last year, and it should be a solid year for that toilet bubble action. Final weekend for Puget Sound Lingcod. There's still some Lingcod to be caught from Possession Bar near Everett to the reefs of the San Juan Islands and Marine Area 7. Everything from live sand dabs to pile perch to lead heads and swim baits are getting shredded by these tasty and toothy lingcod. The slot limit for retention on lingcod is 26 to 36 inches, and the daily limit is 1. Remember, the biggest lingcod are generally females, and it's best to treat them with kid gloves. Good ling anglers live by the tide and current tables, and this weekend's tides are perfect with a 6 to foot, six to 7 foot flood in the mid-morning to early afternoon, Lincod season in Puget Sound runs through June 15th. Mia Bay La Push open next Saturday. The coastal Chinook season kicks off with Marine Areas 3 and 4. Nia Bay and La Push open for salmon retention beginning June 18th. Both areas are scheduled to remain open until September 30th or until the quotas are met. Expectations are exceptionally high this season with increased Chinook forecast and increased harvest quota. But most importantly, the more liberal coho quota will ensure that that season has a great chance to run through Labor Day. All reports from the south end. The Vancouver Island to the bottom fish fleet are reporting incidental Chinook catches, so get out to the coast and get after those summer kings. The Salmon for Soldiers Veteran Fishing Program is still looking for qualified boaters to take veterans fishing for their big fishing event on Puget Sound on September 17th. The event will be held in Everett, right in the heart of the Silver Run in Puget Sound. If you've got experience fishing on Puget Sound and you want to share it with some great veterans, log on to SalmonForSoldiers.com and send an email with your information. Hope to see you out there. The inaugural Dog Derby. If you're a football fan who's also a fisherman, this may well be the perfect event for you introducing the first annual Dog Derby at the Port Everett, Saturday, July 16th. The Dog Derby is sure to be one of the most unique fundraising events in the Northwest. This Hatchery Chinook tournament pairs University of Washington football players with participating guests in a one-day salmon fishing tournament, which includes a skipper boat, fishing gear, breakfast, lunch, fishing, event hoodies, official wade-in ceremonies, and much more. The event's limited to 20 boats, so hurry over to huskyfootballnil.com to get registered and get in the game. Get in the Northwest game. Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at leschwab.com. We're just going to bow down on out of here and get Brock Heward on the phone right here on the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, I've been blessed to have this next gentleman in the wheelhouse uh, going on 10 years up in Sitka, and he's a little annoyed that we were late because you were slow with your reads in the Northwest Outdoor Report, Joey. I'm sorry, Brock. 
Brock Heward joining us this morning. Good morning, Brock. When I say the boat leaves the Ever Marina at 5, it leaves at 5. Not 501, not 502, not 5.03. Okay, when I get asked to jump on a 725 segment, I'm ready at 724. Let's you, go. You you know you're dealing with amateur hour here, though, right? This is, you know, the, <laughs> we should rename the show The Peter Principle. You're getting promoted to one level above your, <laughs> yeah. above your confidence. I mean... <laughs> So, so I apologize for getting to you late, but we'll keep you. But we'll keep you late on the other end. So, really, screw up the rest of your day oh, that way. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, at least I can do. How good is it to be back in the studio, boys? It actually is. I mean, it's the first thing I you know commented to, to Matt and Joey that after doing three of these, uh, you know, or, or three or four up in Sitka, it was to get the studio sound back. It's nice, but it's just dude, and it just it, feels good to be it back feels, in the studio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How did, wow, how, there's nothing like it. It's kind of like your boat, Tom. Every time I step <laughs> on the sea beast, it's kind of the same thing. The Duckworth always delivers. This year was a blast. I got to uh, to fish with one of the Duckworth guys. Bruce is just a tremendous, tremendous guy and took some pressure off you by driving the boat up in Sitka. And I got to say, man, 10th time was – every one of them has been a charm, but the 10th one was just about as good as any of them before. So give us your – Give us, give us your, uh, your your thirty to forty five second overview of, of one Dory Monson's experience this time around. <laughs> well, uh, Dory gave me the biggest hug. We departed uh, in the terminal there in Alaska after we landed. We flew up and flew back together. And man, did he have some crocodile tears when he gave me a hug goodbye. Dory's getting pretty emotional in his old age, uh, and, and I'm not making fun of him because he is uh, yes, you he are. that a bunch. But <laughs> yes, uh, you but are. he uh, <laughs> but he he needed he needed that trip. He did. You, you know, you and I commented a number of times. I don't know how you do it, Dory. I don't, I don't. know how you live in the world you live in. I don't know how you function, reading and talking and discussing and debating the the lunacy of, of what he has to deal with on a daily basis. And he unplugged, man. He totally and completely unplugged from it all, and uh, was just was just on that salt. Was on beautiful North Pacific Ocean that was as good as it's ever not not as good. It was the best three day weather I have ever ever had up there. And those crocodile tears and that big old hug was pretty darn meaningful. It's it's life changing. It's. Um... You know, to go up there and experience Sitka, it's such a beautiful place. The fishing is fantastic. You're on what I think is one of the coolest boats on the water. And Tom is an amazing captain. He always puts you on the fish. It is it is a life-changing experience, and it's good for your soul. It will, it will will You will come home, and you will float around on a cloud <laughs> for about a month or two and slowly yep. start to descend, but you will be, it will change your life. It does. And then, and this has just been a constant staple. And, and you said Tom puts you on fish. He, he knows that those waters is, as well now, Tom, probably as you do the Puget Sound waters. I mean, you've been up there for three decades, and it is a gift that keeps giving. It's coming home. And I'm actually in Branson, Missouri, talking to you guys right now. Titus has a, a five day tournament down here. Oh, how cool. From all over the wow. country, man. It is incredible. It's so fun to to see all these kids and families and it's it's five ballparks they built replica major league stadium no 12 u ballpark wow. down here oh, cool. uh, just an amazing yeah an amazing place but even more amazing was before we left a couple days beforehand bringing fish to the four coaches right oh, knocking on nice. the and, and saying hey uh just just trust me on this cook this tonight you know enjoy it 
And to get the text back and say, my gosh, that's the best salmon I've ever had in my life. Oh, my gosh, that is the freshest halibut I've ever had in my life. So to give that gift to others when you get back, you're right, Joey, you're on cloud nine. You get, you know, this amazing fish. You get to share this amazing experience, but then you get to give it to others, which, you know, both of you guys are so generous with what you do um, over the course of of a year, giving away so many of your your goods and and so much of your fish and so much of your product. Um, It was neat to do that and bless these coaches here. Oh, without question. And, and, but one of my favorite moments of the trip was, was Dory on the dock holding a 75 pound halibut in one hand and a 25 pound King in the other Dude. Well, was... let's be, let's be, Tom, let's be clear. Okay. At the point he was holding it, it was not 75. <laughs> I told, I told Joey that and showed him the picture. And, and so at some point the, the public will see this picture, but Joel Martin, our dear friend at, at his just, he will hustle on the dock and he, 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 he makes a point of cleaning the biggest halibut on the dock. That's mine. I'll take care of that for you. And so when Dory lifted it up, the white side of the halibut had already been filleted off of it. So it looks like he's holding the 75. It was just, oh, it's classic. Oh, it's great. So, uh, uh, that's a dock trick. That's a pretty good little It's dock a great dock trick. It is. Yeah, it's a great dock I almost trick. gave myself a hernia holding up a 120-pounder. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, no question. next year I'm going to have Joel carve off that white side. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, it was pretty sweet, man. And, and Dory... Dory, the last time, this is the second trip, last time he didn't unplug, right? He, he did a show up there. He had two days of fishing. One of them we got blown, I mean, just physically blown off the water and off the dock. And uh, for him to just totally, totally, completely engage, unplug. And he said to us, he said, hey, I'm not going to just be a bump on a lock. I don't want to just be a total consumer and bystander. And by God, he got up. He's he did. Running the, he's running. Yes. He did. He was, he was halibut fishing especially, but he learned. He taught him some of the tricks. I was trying to teach him leverage, <laughs> and you know, and, and how to use your body and use it for you and not against you. And, man, he was he was all in on this trip. You know, Brock, one of the other things up there is the food. The food is amazing. You go out to dinner and you do this, you know, you bring in your catch. and um, But I, I know you... You enjoy some other of the food <laughs> items floating around, maybe some food items down on the dock when the halibut are being cleaned. Tell me, sure, what is a sure. halibut eyeball? What is that <laughs> taste like? Tell me about that dining experience. Uh, oh. Joey, I am a savage, okay? Yeah, I, don't know if I ever, saw the video, but yeah, ever, I know. If you've ever watched Bizarre Foods, Andrew Zimmern, who travels the globe eating the craziest things, I think I've seen... Uh, as many of those episodes as I've seen Meat Eater. So I, I enjoy all of that. And the eyeball, not as good as the cheek. I'm not going to lie. Okay, the, the it's in close proximity, but the, but the flavor and the texture is quite It looked quite like different. you were having a hard time like getting it in between your – like that thing's bouncing around in there pretty squirrely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was firm. I mean, you, I had to use the chompers to eventually pop that sucker. And, you know, there was some good plasma, some good protein. It was... Uh, the word you're uh, looking for was, is vit- vitreous humor is actually... It's not, yeah, not there actually, you go. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly. exactly. Uh, probably not do again. No. Probably a one and done on that mm-hmm. on that one. But uh, the cheeks, uh, sashimi and raw, oh, very, very good. Yeah. I so I I cheated, dude. Uh, when when Dory Dory filmed this, and it's on Dory's Twitter, it's on the Outdoor Lines Twitter, it's on your Twitter too, Brock. I'm sure. 
but uh, I, uh-huh. I there was a there, there was a bottle of water on the you know I always have a bottle of water on the dock and I'm cleaning fish and yeah. I see bro- I tried to chew it couldn't get it to go so I just give me that bottle of water Phew, damn it went it went down hole like a pill yeah like, like a, a pill, vitamin like a big horse pill <laughs> big vitamin yeah, C we got big vitamin actually uh, yeah yeah vitamin <laughs> vitamin A the uh, the and Brock you mentioned your eyesight was better on the next day was that is there any truth to that rumor you were... oh yeah, yeah no question yeah. so Tom basically we... you did with that link cod the picture that uh, is also. Uh, on on social media, uh, you basically just open the gullet and just put it down because uh, that was one of the funnier parts. Uh, I, I I wish I <laughs> I wish Dory would have taken a picture when we brought up the last fish of the trip was a we thought maybe it was the final halibut and a good size one because it's thought pretty good and usually those halibut you know it's a halibut because it's tugging and it's pulling down and it wants to get back down. And uh, Lincot do that, but but this one was really doing that more than any I had ever caught before, and it's because it was the biggest one that we had ever brought aboard, and I didn't know what the specs were. I thought, <laughs> you you okay, didn't you you weren't 40. aware of the slot limit, yeah? Y- yes, yes, I was, and I, I I just I thought for some reason, man, this is a big guy. He's over forty. He's got to be a keeper. So we we get him up there. He's not bleeding. Uh, the hook comes right out. We take some pictures. Dory takes an amazing couple, amazing pictures, and and then I'm ready to bonk it. I go to get the the little bat to bonk it because I'm a good bonker. And um, no, it, it goes right overboard. Tom and he looks right at overboard. Brock looks at me and he's ready to hit me with the bonker. Yeah, because he stands up with the bonker. And I had just done the over-the-shoulder boulder throater, right? Yep. And just freaking, yep. yeah, splash. And Brock looks at me, and he's got the bunker. And I'm like, no, no, wait, don't. Right. So the slot, in, 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 so in Puget Sound, you can keep a 26 to 36-inch halibut. In southeast where we fish, you, you, it's, it's got to be over 30 inches, but under 40 or over, over 55. 55. So, and I was rooting, 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 but it came out. At a little over, like fifty-two inches, dude. Yeah. This much, yeah. and we could have kept. How cool are those big lingcod, dude? Bro? They're a, they're just the they're one of the coolest fish we catch. You know. Uh, yes, they're one of the coolest to take pictures of too. Yeah. If you can get that mouth that, open, because it's just it's just like a Jurassic Park animal, it or, is. you know, movie character. I mean, it's just nuts and showing. Uh, some of the family last night, uh, there's a couple of folks that fish and, and a few of them in the Midwest that have moved and they're talking about their, their bass fishing and their walleye. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I was just up in Sitka. And, you know, it's just almost embarrassing. The dog fish are like, what? what? And then, uh, yeah, and then the link really usually draws the biggest gasp. Like you gotta be kidding me. I mean, that thing was, as you said, over fifty inches, yeah. over four feet long, yeah, and geez. man, it was just a—it was over just a monster. It was over fifty pounds, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, just that was yeah. great, dude. Ten years in, um, I, I I hope you're still speaking to me, uh, so we can so we can make it eleven on a brand new Duckworth next year. The uh, the Sea Beast Two is uh, is slated to arrive uh, around November. We'll get that thing rigged, and it'll be in the Seattle Boat Show come come January February. So I I hope. Uh, I, I hope you can join us again next year, and, and, and you always bring a different person, you know, e- every year. And Dory turned to me and goes, do, do I have to wait for an invite for Brock, from Brock to come back? <laughs> um, yes, you do, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cruel to the last drop. Brock Heward, uh, of course, uh, now now a resident of Colorado and uh, makes, your, makes your travel in life as a uh, – College football uh, analyst and, and 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 USFL. You're doing are, you're doing a couple more USFL games and then will complete your uh, your season with USFL. Yep, right? 
Yep. yep, a couple more. We'll have a, actually a playoff game, and the final will be out in Canton, Ohio, which is pretty nice. awesome. They built a really neat facility right next to the Hall of Fame, and I got to be out there last year for Peyton's induction and enshrinement. And so, yeah, it'll be neat. That will be two weeks from today will be the semifinal, and then the championship is uh, July 3rd, right there before the 4th, and we'll finish that off, and we'll get back to – uh, doing a bunch of college football, probably a lot of USC, not going to lie. Uh, I think USC with Lincoln Riley, my little brother's actually on staff there, is is going to uh, hopefully get back to the West Coast and the, and the conference needed. I know Husky fans don't love to hear that. The conference is better on a national level when, it's, when one of the biggest markets in the country is good, and Lincoln Riley is very, very yeah, good. It's... So you'll probably see a, a bunch of that this fall, and and hopefully a Husky game and getting back to give you a big old hug at some point. Too, right, right. I hope so too, buddy. So uh, tomorrow, Matt and I leave for the Queen Charlotte. So you, have you got any advice for, for, for Matthew? You know, cause we're, uh, we're doing the, if, actually it's the first time Matt that I think you've been up there since Brock and you and I went to, uh, went to Haida Gwaii. So I, yeah, it, and it, which is well, because of the, you know, cause of the disruption, the lodge, yeah. the lodge closed for yep. a while. So, so you got you got any words of wisdom yeah, for, for Matt what, on the boat? What, what kind of eye, eyballs should Matt yeah, do you chomp want to, down while he's Do you want the there? halibut eyeball, Matt, or you want to go for a gill? Maybe start, uh, no, no, start no. with I'll something swim. small, like a black rockfish eyeball. <laughs> Matt's not doing any of that. He okay, may. Matt is way too smart for that. But, Matt, you know what to do. He knows exactly what to do. The last time we were up there, hot tub. If the hot tub is there, <laughs> the hot tub is running, it's hot tub. Right out into the right out into the cold waters. It's the it's the hot cold mix. Polar bear it's plunge. The perfect way to finish off a day of fishing up there. The polar bear plunge. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. He, he's looking for the helicopter ride, dude. Do not confuse it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's it's uh it, it's our listener trip that's been delayed, you know, because of the disruption we've had, and so we get a lot of guys up there, and of course you got to interact with with a lot of them, Brock, and and uh, maybe we can get back to doing that one of these days too, dude. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you you uh, jumping on with us this morning, and uh, let me know when you're back in town, brother. Sounds great. See you Th- guys. See thanks, you. Brock. Right, Brock. You take care, buddy. Thank you so much, Brock. You were joining us, of course, the voice of uh, Seven Ten for a long, long time with with Mike Salk, one of the best shows. Such in town. a great dude. Yeah, man. and and so much fun to have on the boat. Too. Yep. It was just just a kick. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week and techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs. Really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station Seven Ten, Seattle Sports App. No way. You gotta be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island is sending the lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the Northwest. That's Roy Robinson's all new RV center. You're going to find a complete line of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, tow haulers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more, including the interactive RV shopping tool. Know how much that you can tow any of your vehicle on RoyRobinsonRV.com. You're going to find all that and more. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. All right, I got a couple yeah, ideas, but I mean, you, you go first. What do you, what do you got? Well, the rivers are dropping. Yes, they are. They're, they're high, but the yes. you know I think the Skagit's going to come in first. Mm-hmm. The Skagit was really good yep. before this thing kind of blew out. And now you got a sockeye opener on June 16th. Bingo. And listen, I think it was probably five years ago we had this high water. Yep. 
Um, guys were uh, our buddy Nate Baker was down there on <laughs> on the Young's soccer bar. on the soccer fields too. And, well, and, up there, yeah, and they were catching fish in the in the willows. You know, yeah. those fish were they'll be right on the edge. Um, this high water's good. You know, like you said, those sockeye are out there. They're they're sniffing that Dude, fresh water, and they're going to be boogieing for the schedule. I I would be embarrassed to tell you all the time I spent in counting towers for. Alaska Department of Fish and Game, and for University of Washington as a fishery student, you know, watching sockeye come up the river and counting them. I mean, is how you manage these fisheries is is you count sockeye because in Alaska, escapement comes first. Yeah. You see, you get the fish by the fishery, then you open it up, and huh. it's, it's why it's it's an it's an amazing that works. <laughs> it actually actually <laughs> does work. So, and and if you establish benchmarks, you know, with respect to the time of entry. And get a bunch of fish up to Baker Lake first. Guess, guess what you get? You get more consistent runs. Yeah, you do. for sure. But, okay, but be that as it may, and is, that wasn't the purpose for this whole thing, that the, you those sockeye run in the the least current they possibly can, can, can encounter. And remember- Because they never stop. They just well, want to keep motoring. They don't. Yeah. Well, most salmonids don't. But 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 sockeyes, remember, they're not as big as Chinook, right? And, and so- you uh, you always express uh, migrational rates in the ocean or up the river in, in, in terms of body lengths per second. And so a shorter salmon has to work a lot harder to get up that stream. And so sockeyes are going to be found just in that first little current seam you see out there. Mm-hmm. So, don't, so you're, not only do you end up casting over their heads, you're standing on them. Okay? So stay on the ground and just work that first little perceptible part of the current and you will catch Skagit River sockeyes and, um, and they're yummy. And so guys, guys out there, just so you know, my sand shrimp license is good as of Monday. <laughs> so it's perfect timing it really because it is uh, one of the best baits you can have for sockeye, you know, little spinning yep. glow, little quirky, yep. something pink and a sand shrimp or a coon shrimp, but uh, there will be shrimp out there for the opener. I promise. That, that's going to be awesome. And of course now, then the next week, we got Nia Bay opening up. We got a whole bunch of stuff happening. So stay tuned. We're going to cover it all for you. You missed any of the show, jump on MyNorthwest.com, download that Apple podcast app, hit the outdoorline.com. Uh, give us a follow on social media at Joey Pyburn, at Rob Ensley, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For Matt Nelson, for Joey Pyburn, for Rob Ensley up north, this is Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.